Welcome to That's a Hard No, the podcast about learning to say no and set boundaries to live our best lives. I'm your host, Heather Drago. You may think because of this podcast that I'm a boundary setting expert, but I'm not. I'm an expert at struggling to set boundaries. But you know what? I'm working on it and it is getting easier. Follow along with me as I learn from fellow strugglers and experts so that you too can start saying no without feeling fear, guilt, or FOMO. Mara. Sure. <laughs> well, here we are. It's summer, season three. We've got a, several under our belt. I think we've had some really nice interviews, and we've been kind of putting out there, hey, if you have questions, let us know. And we got some questions, so we're going to do a little mailbag episode. Yay. <laughs> Mara's really thrilled about being on camera <laughs> and on mic. So I, I, am ex- I am excited about the episodes that we've done so far yeah. and that we have coming. I think we've learned a lot of great things and met a lot of really cool people. And yeah, yeah. we've had a really unique group of people. Yeah, too. I like interview. how diverse all the conversations have yeah. been, and yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let me have a point of the question. Okay, Laura asks, "How do I say no to a project, people, or an organization that needs my expertise and not feel guilty about it?" Yeah, that's that's something I struggle with a lot still. Um, Anyone who is an expert in some field, you know, gets asked all the time, you know, can I pick your brain? Can I take you out to coffee and let you, you know, and there is, there is some desire on my part to be seen as a thought leader um, and for people to know that I'm expert at certain things and I want to be that resource for people, but I also have learned over time to kind of limit how much free advice I'll give um, or how much time I'll give for a free consultation. So I'll meet someone for coffee. I'll do a half hour consultation. That's fine. Um, But what I've also learned is that I'm running a business and not a nonprofit charity. And so I've had to kind of curtail or control my do-gooder tendencies (laughs) and, um, And basically say, you know, here are some things to think about. Here are some resources you could look at. Here are some cool websites that might give you some advice. Um, Have you heard of this? Have you heard of that? And just kind of give some general advice and then say, you know, if you're really interested, you know, we would love to work with you. Um, But I've kind of gotten over the need to feel like it's up to me to fix everything. And that's a, I'm like, miss caretaker. I want to save the world. Like, it's really hard for me to say no to especially very small nonprofits or um, friends and family who are starting things, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So, so I've had to learn to kind of understand I'm running a business. I have goals for my business. I can't, I can't fix everything. I've set limits in that at any given time, we have one pro bono client, sometimes two, but that's my limit. I've kind of, I can hear Sarah Knight saying, set a policy. <laughs> that's my policy. Um, so doing good doesn't mean you have to do work for free. You can, you can find other ways to contribute or, or, um, you know, sometimes we discount fees a little bit as an introductory project, but then we don't do that forever. Well, it sounds like giving them resources is a, yeah, another way to provide yeah. them support without actually having to do put it. in the legwork. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing is like, get over myself. Like it's, I, you know, that thing, like no one is, what is it? Irreplaceable. No one is, there's another word, indispensable. Okay. Um, there are other people who are expert at what I do or who might work with nonprofits better or, or might be better for the specific uh, startup or entrepreneur. And so I've learned to get better about referring business to other professionals and say, you know, you might want to talk to this person or that person. Um, sometimes it's just a matter of like, I don't have time, mm -hmm. you know, and I would love to work with that person and I have to get over the, I have to say yes to everything or I'm going to have the FOMO about, you know, missing opportunities yeah. in the future. So, you know, get over myself, set some boundaries, um, you know, around how much time I will give people. And um, yeah, that's that's kind of it. I mean, do I still feel guilty sometimes? Yes, but I'm working on it. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, you can't. You, we, I'm going to keep coming back to, you know, time, energy, money. You only have so much of that to give. This is what we learned from Sarah Knight. Yeah. Um, and you just have to learn to, like, spend your budget wisely. And if you don't have the time, a client is not going to be happy with what you provide yeah, you're not them anyway. do much good for them anyway, <laughs> right. right? So you want to give them your best. If you can, great. If you can't, find someone else who can. So, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Jennifer asks... Can you recap some best practices or tips on setting boundaries? It feels daunting or overwhelming to start sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the thing to always keep in mind is what's your why? And I, I think we had an episode very early on in season one where we talked about what's your why. And, and basically all that means is like, you know, what are your big picture... Maybe not goals, but maybe like, what do you want your life to Values. be like? Like, what do you want your life to be like? Do you want to be exhausted all the time? <laughs> do you want to spend time with your spouse? Do you want to spend time with your kids? Do you want to be volunteering somewhere? Like, what is your why? Like, I have very specific financial whys. Like, I have a kid who's finishing up art school. Tuition is a big why. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and... And so you kind of have to keep yourself kind of be a little selfish. Some, you know, we feel guilty as women, like about being selfish. It's okay to be a little selfish. Like sure. everybody's got priorities, right? So, um, and again, going back to Sarah Knight's, you know, sorry, Noah, budget. Um, <laughs> you only have so much time, energy and resources. And so like, I, I kind of go back to her book where she talked about having a mantra, right? So like she talked about, the bridal shower of I don't know, 2008 yeah, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, so like ha have things in mind. So I, I have a couple of business things that went out of control and that's like the thing I, I keep in mind, um, have personal policies. So I definitely have several of those. I do not, I do not do any business with anyone who comes knocking on my door at home. Not, I'm, I'm, I don't know you. I don't, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, sorry, no. Unless you're a scout selling popcorn or cookies, I'm not interested. Um, I love her no and switch. Like find an alternative, you know. Yeah. Um, the why yes when no. This is a big one for me. This is a. If someone's name pops up on your phone and your stomach drops, then there's something wrong there. Like, you know, take a minute, listen to your feelings, listen to your gut. And if you really don't want to be interacting with this person, then you need to set some boundaries. And that's not a reflection of either of the people. No, no. It just might be that they're not the right fit for each other. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and be honest, but polite. And, um, I think the biggest thing with setting boundaries is be honest with yourself, be honest with the people you're talking to, um, and keep in mind your time, your energy, your money. (laughs) Like you have to preserve some of that. You have to have, you have to make room for things. And so you have to make decisions. You cannot do it all. I'm sorry. That's a myth. You cannot do it all. (laughs) You can't. It's just impossible. So, um, and I'm going to I'm going to reference um, one of my favorite books, and this might end up being on our book club. I don't know. It's a really good one, though, and you can buy it directly from the author. It's called Hell Yeah or No by Derek Sivers. I think it's Sivers or Sivers. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find him online. But um, the, the concept of this is if someone asks you to do something and it's not a hell yeah, like, yeah, I want to do that, then it's a no. <laughs> Right. And so basically what he says is, you know, we miss out on the great because we're busy with the mediocre. The solution is to say yes to less. Um, If you're not feeling hell, yeah, that would be awesome about something. Say no. It's an easy decision. Say no to almost everything. This starts to free your time and mind. And I I just think that's and and I think Sarah Knight says declutter. Right. Get get the stuff out of your head and just. It's okay to prioritize what matters to you and and that knowing your why and keeping that in mind and like listening to your body, listening to your gut reactions. And then the the other thing is just when I was really struggling and I I felt overwhelmed and I knew I needed to set boundaries and I didn't know how, I just started with the smallest things I could find once a day. Like no thank you in an email. Five times a day, I get an email saying, would you like more leads? Would you like to generate more sales? And I literally have a canned sentence. like, no, thank you. Take me off your mailing list. Boom. I do that five times a day. Um, well, yeah. And hopefully you get to a point where you don't have to do it anymore. Yeah. You've said no and I, I literally was so bad. I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm not really, I can't do this at this time. Maybe contact me in a year. You know, and now I'm like, no, bye. So when you're looking for it, you can go look for it, you know? So I, I, you know, it takes practice. It's just going to take practice. It's going to feel a little daunting and overwhelming until you get comfortable with saying no. And I think it's important to remember that even after lots of practice, it still sometimes can feel daunting and overwhelming and And scary. Yeah. Yeah, Depending on the situation, no to what you're saying no to, but that kind of just accepting that those feelings might be there too. It doesn't make you weak. Right. It just means, you know, you're navigating, right? Yeah. yeah. And that you care about other people. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Next. Yeah. So Amy asks, okay, I've set a boundary. How do I keep up with it? Sometimes it feels easier to let it slide. 
what are things you can do to not bend your rules or is it okay to keep bending the rules? So again, this is the practice thing, right? Um, And I think it's important to, once you've decided you set a boundary with someone and they encroach on that, like, there may be an uncomfortable confrontation where like, I told you if this happened again, we wouldn't be able to hang out together. Like, cause you know, that makes me feel X, Y, Z. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to be okay with feeling uncomfortable having that conversation. you like, you know, it, these kinds of conflicts, I will call them. They're not necessarily sure. conflicts can feel uncomfortable for a reason. And so you have to be okay with feeling uncomfortable. Some people are just so conflict avoidant that they end up, you know, miserable because they're constantly saying yes. And then, um, you know, take a pause, figure out why you're feeling that way. Um, And, and I think, again, Sarah Knight brought up a good point. Like, don't assume what other people are thinking, right? right? Like, it's important to realize, you know, maybe not that big a deal to someone else and you may be blowing it up in your mind. So like mm-hmm. do a reality check. Like, here's what I'm feeling. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, I need to say no or I need to set this boundary or whatever. Like, let's talk about it. Like, I think sometimes people are willing to accommodate, negotiate. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. And um trying to think. Um I think it, in my experience, consistency has been really helpful. Yeah. So if I set a boundary with someone that I'm, I'm talking about it a lot, I'm reminding that of that boundary. Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes something where they know I'm saying it before it's, it's crossed and then it's kind of top of mind for them as well. Yeah. And boundaries aren't like a set it or forget it thing. I mean, it's something you continually work on. Exactly. And, and as we've like mentioned offline to each other, like it's funny, there are some people who you think get it. <laughs> and sometimes they're the boundary pushers and you have mm-hmm. to be like, listen, I, I know, I know this is important to you or I know you really care about this, but you know, I can't mm-hmm. go on these evenings because blah, 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 you know? Um, and if people care about you, then they'll respect you. And if they don't, then you need to think about that. Yeah. What's more valuable, this boundary you're setting, yeah. maintaining this relationship or. Yeah. Or if someone doesn't respect you or your needs, then are they really your friend? Do they really mm-hmm. care about you? You know, it's you're as important as anyone else. It's OK to take care of yourself. It's OK to take care of yourself. <laughs> um, and in fact, it's necessary. And um, yeah, I, I, but I also want to say, like, you shouldn't feel like you have to be rigid. I mean, there are times when maybe the situation changes a little sure. bit, you know, so. Um, or that boundary doesn't feel as as important in that moment or in that circumstance. Or maybe it, it served you at one time, it doesn't serve you now. Sure. You know, Sarah Saunders always says, it's okay to change your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear her voice say that to me all the time. <laughs> it's okay to change your mind. Yeah. Um, and that's okay, but like, um, you know, those boundary pusher people, if they see that they can manipulate you into breaking that boundary, then they're it's just going to gonna keep doing it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So like having that consistency, setting those policies, reasserting boundaries throughout your relationship. I think all of those are good points. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Look at me. I sound like some sort of crazy expert, but I'm... you you do sound like an I expert. Know. I'm faking and it. These people totally are coming, faking it, guys. These people are coming to you to find out. So, <laughs> Carlina asks. I just loved the Beverly Soggs episode and her advice about parenting. I have multiple adult children of my own and sometimes worry that they aren't setting healthy boundaries with me or I'm not respecting where a healthy boundary should be. Mm-hmm. How do you have that conversation with your children who have grown up and moved out already? That's a really good one. Um, I feel like we should we should maybe reach out to Sarah or Beverly and yeah. kind of ask them for their take on this. We Maybe we can cut sure. that in. Yeah, yeah. But as a as a mom of adult children, mm-hmm. you know, and having been a child of someone, um, <laughs> <laughs> like I, <laughs> so stupid, having been a child, I'm an expert of a person. <laughs> um, yeah, having been a child of a person, I think one of the reasons, obviously, that I've had issues with boundary setting is that there weren't a lot of good boundaries growing up, and there were some TMI moments, and so. Raising my children, I've always tried to respect them as people. And they've even said to me, like, as children, they felt respected. I spoke to them as people. I didn't talk down to them. I asked their opinions. I mean, we set boundaries, but like, sure. But, you know, they didn't feel like they were um, of any less value because they were children. And so I've just always been very careful about kind of keeping that line. (laughs) You know, there are some adult things. There are some, you know not an adult things, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I've just always tried to be mindful of that. And um, and then now that my kids are adults, I, you know, I, I do, I did have sort of helicopter mom tendencies, <laughs> even though we did set some boundaries, but like I always wanted to come in and save the day, right? Sure. So now my kids are in, in their early to mid twenties and there are times that they struggle with certain things and boy, do I want to jump in and help. <laughs> I want to save the day. And sometimes you have to step back and just you let them struggle, you know, and my youngest, she just got her first apartment and. Oh boy. <laughs> they were kind of laughingly saying like, everyone thinks I'm an adult and I know how to do the things. And then I have to like <laughs> get, uh, internet and electricity <laughs> and I don't know how to do that stuff and I was like you know it's okay to ask questions yeah. it's okay to tell people you don't know what you're mm-hmm. doing and ask questions and usually people will help you and she said well my other roommate they called to get phone service or, or not phone service something gas line I don't yeah. know and asked a question and the woman on the other line was like well that's a silly question and I was like well she's terrible it's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible person so I just I don't know I feel like there's so many life lessons that you have to just experience yourself that I can't save the day all the time. Mm-hmm. Although I, they know I'm there. They know they can ask me questions. I've had to learn to kind of stand back and Pull let back them come to me mm-hmm. instead of barge in and let me tell you how you do yeah. everything. So I don't know if that's a good answer or not. I feel like we should ask Beverly or yeah. Sarah. I know that they'd both be delighted to answer. So hopefully we can get an answer and we'll... Noah, is Carolina, you said is her name? Carlina. Carlina. Thank you, Carlina. Um, we'll get you an yeah. answer from Sarah or Beverly. I'd love to hear their take. Hi. So Carlina's question about creating healthy boundaries with her children, um, her adult children, is an excellent question. I think just the fact that she is thinking about this topic and being thoughtful um, already puts her immediately on the right track. Um, What comes to mind for me right away is the fact that 
children of all ages, but especially I can see this with adult children facing new stresses for the first time, coming to us and telling us, this is stressful, this is so hard, I've never had to do this, I'm not sure how to do this, doesn't necessarily require any action on our part. We can listen, we can be an incredible source of support and comfort without having to do for them. So I think recognizing that they are not asking in their mere statement that something is stressful, it is not an ask for help. If they are asking for help, I think we can sit with that and decide, you know, does this feel like something that crosses a boundary? So having a good, strong sense of our own personal boundaries, what feels off, what feels right can be really helpful. And then having communication about that in an honest and open way. So it's hard to know the specifics of what Carlina um, has going on, but you know, I'm even thinking of adult children who've moved out of the house and popped by for a visit, having a conversation. Does it feel right that they just come in any time of day or night, let themselves in, sit down, open the fridge? Um, would they want that in reverse? You coming to their house um, anytime, sitting down, they come out of the bathroom, ah, oh, mom's here, hey. So what feels right in having a conversation about that? The last thing uh, that I think is always crucially important is being present with our own feelings and our emotions about what's going on. When we can do that, then we know the place where our actions are coming from. Is this about meeting a need to, to be nurturing or to feel needed? Um, and so when we can sit with that and we know how to meet those needs, um, in our own life, in our own way, without having to go out and do um, for our adult children. I think that really helps us. So being open to that, um, I think is also very important. So great question. Thank you so much. Hope this is helpful. All right. Jordan asks, I also live in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> do you have any favorite spots to recommend some self-reflection or alone time? Ooh. My thinking spot is Rocky River park which is a beach mm -hmm. it's like a little beach um and it's kind of hidden away it's kind of like you know on lake road where danny boys is you kind of like meander your way through the neighborhood mm -hmm. towards i know exactly what you're talking yeah about. <laughs> and there's like a little tiny horseshoe beach and there's a, a big hill and a staircase and you can look out so you know we're right on the shores of lake erie and it's a quiet little park there's a little playground you know but it's a tiny little place and I sit on, you know, the big driftwood logs and I just sit there and look at the water and that's that's my thinking spot. Take my dog there and just sit and um, so that's one of my favorite places. I also love Lakewood Park. It's way oh, bigger. Lakewood's, yeah, it's Lakewood's way wonderful. Busier, but there are and hidden they have the, spots yeah, and they you have can the kind of lap staircase, the staircase, which is beautiful. It's gorgeous and yeah. you can see downtown. You can, mm -hmm. you know, look from from the lake edge mm -hmm. and see mm -hmm. downtown it's really beautiful there yeah. and if you haven't been to um cleveland the downtown is really thriving and growing and then my favorite um neighborhood to wander around in and explore new things that are constantly popping up is ohio city um which is just fantastic and there's a lot of energy and a lot of yeah. young people living in the urban center and you know i'm an art nerd so i love the cleveland museum of art that's another one if i have a day and I don't have an agenda and I just want to walk around and get re-energized. And it's it is, free. And it One is of the last peaceful. free art museums. Oh my God. It yeah. is. It's so good. It's so good. Another good east side spot is Lakeview Cemetery, mm -hmm. which sounds weird if you don't live here, but um, Lakeview Cemetery has 
presidents, like the tomb, Grant's tomb, uh, which has this beautiful Tiffany glass inside. Um, Rockefeller is buried there, and there's like a mini like Washington monument where he's buried. Hmm. In the spring, they have Daffodil Hill, which is just this huge hill of yellow daffodils, and um, it's a it's a beautiful place if you're artistic and you like to sketch and explore and like history. It's a very cool place. Yeah, that does sound nice. Yeah, lovely. Um, okay, so Julie asks, what if I've said no and realize it's too harsh? How do mm. I pull back from a situation and start saying yes or maybe again? So it's funny the person says harsh. I mean, it's got a, it's obviously a woman, right? Like we are always so worried about how people will receive. Yeah. I, I again, don't assume what people think. Yeah. Ask. Is it too harsh? Yeah. Or was it Or maybe firm? <laughs> maybe pull back and explain this is why I'm saying no. Like, it, let's say it's one of those situations where, like, someone's asking you to go out and spend a bunch of money on a concert or go out. You know, like, I'm really struggling or I'm saving. I have a goal of saving this for this thing. And so my discretionary income is kind of limited. And is there another way we could spend time? Like, it, just be truthful, be kind ask the person how they feel and again remember you can change your mind you can if you feel like you're too harsh or you spoke too soon um you know i think you can you can pull back and and have a conversation you know it's totally okay to change your mind and also this is why it's so important to pause before you say yes or mm -hmm. no like think about it for a minute you don't have to give an immediate yes or no well and i think I think so many people are afraid to kind of follow up. So you said no to something and you're maybe changed your mind. Like if you said no and you felt like they were a little bit hurt by you not coming or you not mm -hmm. doing something, you can go to them and say, look, I am sorry. Right, I right. was too harsh or I'm sorry I made the decision too quickly. It actually sounds really fun. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to just like say something not or you can sit say with it. <laughs> hey guess what uh my day freedom plans up. changed yeah. yeah yeah the situation changed or uh, you know i'm i've made or i've i've made other arrangements so i could come if mm -hmm. i'm you know if you still like me to um you know there's um yeah i i don't know i just feel like check your own gut but like check in with the other person you, you never assume i can't even i've been married 27 years i can't even tell you how many times I assumed my husband was mad at me and I'll be like why are you mad at me he's like why do you think I'm mad and I'm like well you know blah 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 and he's like no I'm no I'm thinking about this other thing and I'm like oh okay. I ask my husband every day just to be sure <laughs> he's like no still not still not mad at you one time <laughs> one time my husband was like off in space and i'm talking to him talking to him nothing's going on like no nothing's yeah, coming he's back. not and i'm like hello and he just said i have a rich internal life <laughs> so that's like i always yeah when i can't get the feedback i'm like are you having a rich internal life right now <laughs> you enjoying yourself yeah what's going on in there <laughs> So yeah, That's don't funny. don't assume anything. Setting boundaries is not a set it and forget it thing. It requires dialogue. It requires check-in. We're mm -hmm. talking about relationships, right? Mm -hmm. And those you don't you can't have healthy relationships on autopilot. Yeah. They take work. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. That's a hard no is brought to you by Clever Girl Marketing my full-service agency specializing in smart, strategic marketing solutions for businesses and nonprofits. 
Okay, so you're probably wondering, Heather, what's with the podcast about boundaries? Why not marketing? Well, maybe in the future, but for now, it actually does relate. So bear with me here. Smart marketing, strategic marketing, requires knowing what to say no to and why. Businesses and nonprofits get inundated with marketing options and offers every day. We help you cut through all that noise, focus on your specific needs, and develop actionable strategies that are doable and actually make sense. Whether it's websites, SEO, email, social, or traditional channels, we're experienced in all of it. So if you need help figuring out your marketing, visit our website, clevergrowmarketing.com, and get in touch. This is like church, right? When you're, like, when you're not supposed to laugh, don't laugh. <laughs> also, though, you know, we're supposed to like come back from ad break and be like, uh. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> no, it was cute because I also am very confused. That's all right. Okay, so we're back. We're back. We're back. Are we back, Laura? We're back. You're Maura? Oh, my God. She doesn't know who I am. <laughs> Maura's got the giggles. Okay, Maura, you got another question for me? Sure, yes. Um, so Ben asks, you've been strengthening your no muscles for a while. What are you best at saying no to, and where do you still struggle? Yeah, so work. Work is easier. Work is e- Because, you know, it's like a... People don't take things as personally because it's a work situation, right? So mm-hmm. um, I'm... And I'm I think there are a lot of more like defined things at work, like clients, projects, tasks, time management, things like that. And I'm very process, plan, structure oriented. So for me, it's way, way easier to say no at work. And I'm also in control of everything at work. Like I am an an eight on the Enneagram. I am a total control freak. (laughs) So... um, you know, I'm in charge of everything there. And so, you know, I can delegate and say, no, I don't want to do this or whatever. So like to me, the work stuff, even though I still struggle a little bit and, you know, I still have to do my daily, you know, find the no practice, mm-hmm. um, that's easier. Family life is much harder um, just because you care about the people yeah. in your family. Right. And you don't want to hurt feelings. And um, so I find it's. I, you know, my stomach gets in knots when there's a situation or a request and I don't really know how I'm going to do it. And that's kind of where I'll bend a little more when mm-hmm. I know I, when I feel in my gut that I really shouldn't. Um, so again, that's where that dialogue really has to happen. And I'm also kind of in that sandwich generation where I've got adult children who, even though they're adults, they still have needs. They still need me to help with certain things. And then I have an adult parent who's, you know, 75 now and and has some medical issues and needs help. And so balancing the time and still being able to rest, you know, do you rest? Do my laundry? <laughs> do you get any of those things? Yeah, done? I mean, do I have piles of clean laundry that need to be put away right now? Yes. Um, you know, is my house dusty? Yes. Like the balance of life is just hard. And mm-hmm. if you have young kids, it's hard. I mean, it's just, you know, I've had to get over, I got over a long time ago, the wanting to have the perfect house and the perfect yard and all that stuff. But um, I do rest. I do. I And that was something I, I learned, you know, I think kind of like season one, season two <laughs> with, with Sarah in my ear all the time. Like, 
you know, we are human beings and human beings require rest. It's not yeah. something not you have human to doings. earn. Yeah, it's not something. <laughs> and I say that to our team all the mm-hmm. time. You're not human doings. You're human beings. And, and um, you know, I used to have the mindset, like, if I do this, this, and this, then I can rest. And there are times at like six o'clock, my brain is fried. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, you know what? I, there's, I've, I'm at the point of diminishing returns. I need rest. And so I do. Yeah. I know you don't think I do, but I do. (laughs) Sometimes, rarely, on occasion. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I've gotten better about not working on the weekends and things like that and spending time with my family. And, you know, as, as, you know, both my father-in-law and my mom are getting older, we, you know, we want to spend time with them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and so you have to, again, what's your why? What what are your priorities? And right now, you know, their priorities, so... Mm -hmm. So, uh, and that and that can always change. That will change throughout yeah, life. The people right. and the things that are harder to say no to, and right. or easier to say no to, yeah. will change. Yeah, I think you just have to be really conscious of what's in front of you, what's behind you, where you're going, and just yeah. reevaluate all the time. So, Noah, do you have a question? We've got a question here. Anthony asks, "I really enjoy your podcast, but find that lots of the advice can focus on women and their experiences." Oh boy, as a man. <laughs> There are different contexts I have to consider when I set my own personal boundaries. Do you have any advice for men and how to navigate setting healthy boundaries without contributing to the power imbalance between genders? No. That is such a good... <laughs> <laughs> that's an... We're so good at this. <laughs> that's an excellent question, you know, and... Anthony really thought it out, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. And I do think we have focused primarily on women because I think, A, just from our own perspectives, we are women. And I think, you know, the women we talk to struggle with this all the time. But I think um, I think that power dynamic part of his question is really interesting. And I feel like we should get some people on the podcast to talk about that. Yeah. Um, when generally without it playing into the power dynamic struggle is generally men's no is accepted more than women's no. Maybe. I would say in a general sense. But, you know, <laughs> like, are we assuming that? Right. True. I don't want to we assume. We only can speak to our right? experiences right, right, and right, right, we right. haven't experienced saying no as a man. Right. I mean, I would think to. that, I think what we've learned about being honest and being kind about why you're saying no is across the board. Yeah, and I think I think you can be honest with someone and be kind and thoughtful um and offer to work on a solution together that can kind of equalize things a little bit. But again, I don't I I I feel like I we need to ask someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we can get someone uh one of our friends to answer that question. And yeah, I think the problem comes from not being collaborative with that sort of like you guys are saying mm-hmm. like if my friend anthony is actually worried about this like i think he's maybe already in a healthy mindset about yes. it yeah like, for sure having Definitely. the wherewithal to like think about how it will impact other people is already yeah. part of the solution maybe mm-hmm. yeah i think dialogue two-way dialogue is always really important when you're having these kinds of conversations and i feel like if he if he's worried about being perceived as shutting someone down or shutting someone out, it's important to talk about why you're saying no, or maybe it's a, it's a, uh, 
it's a no and switch situation where mm -hmm. it's like, well, no, I don't think that will work, but let's talk about how we can make this other, maybe we could do this a different way or, or maybe ask why the person is asking for the thing. And maybe before you say no, have a conversation about what it is they're asking for. Um, well, again, this is not easy, like quick yes, no, sometimes, even though right. we say that's a hard no, like it's like it's easy to just like <laughs> yeah. slam, you know, but you know, I think find out why they're being asked, be kind, be honest and have a dialogue and see if there's another workaround or something. Yeah, I, I think truly just the honesty and kindness, like there's a gentleness to that, that people are willing to accept, whether mm -hmm. you're mm -hmm. male or female or non-binary. Um, I think that kind of is universal. If you can be kind and honest to people. Yeah. And the other thing I've learned recently in interactions with different people is there are some people who may come off as very harsh sure. or rude um but they might just have anxiety or they might just have like a social um or difficulty understanding social cues or social interactions and so you kind of have to like leave a little space for that person mm -hmm. and if you if you if you they're rubbing you the wrong way and you're feeling like whoa that's a little bit harsh like ask like what what's going on why why you know tell me why like yeah. and you know is there something else we could figure out yeah or um, better understand what yeah. what their no means yeah, or why yeah. it's and not sad. by not boundary pushing not sure. like you know when why someone can't says you why won't oh, you really are you sure mm -hmm. wouldn't you like to we'd really miss you you don't want to do you don't want to put pressure mm -hmm. on someone but like okay you can't is there a reason why is yeah. there is there something else you'd prefer to do or you know um Again, dialogue, right? Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Mm -hmm. so. Lovely. <laughs> thanks, Anthony. Thanks. thanks, Anthony. Yeah, thanks, Anthony. <laughs> I hope that was helpful. Um, but, you know, he raises a very good point. And, I, and one of our goals um, since we started up again this season is to have a more diverse list of guests and from different walks of life, talking about personal stuff, work stuff, points of view, male, female, you know, we, we want to hear from everybody. So, like, if you have ideas of people who should be on the podcast, we would love to hear it. Yeah. If you want to be on the podcast, get in touch with us. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, so. I have one final question. Oh, boy. So Talia asks, what are the most common things people struggle to say no to? Or maybe, mm -hmm. like, a list of things that people could hear that they, you know, have trouble saying no with. What would relate to them? I think it all goes back to like family expectations. So when your kids are asking for things, when they're like friend and family get togethers, um, when your kids are involved in sports or extracurriculars like dance or cheerleading or whatever, there are all these expectations of, you know, for parents to volunteer or give money or, you know, I think that's really hard for people. Um, they feel like they're going to be judged by the other parents um they're going to be judged they don't want to admit to a a friend who's doing a, a you know girls getaway weekend and we're all going to stay at a cool place like i can't afford it like um you know if they're embarrassed they're worried about being judged um i think there are people who also have fomo you know they just mm -hmm. they don't want to miss out um i struggle with that professionally i know there are other people who just personally they they don't want to miss out on the fun um and um i think one of the things 
people struggle a lot with is setting their own boundaries about spending money. Uh, I think that's something people struggle a lot with, like, you know, needs versus Mm. wants, um, budgeting, sticking with their budget or having fear of spending the money that they actually do have. Like Mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot. So we're going to have some guests coming up uh, to talk about money and boundaries. I think we have a couple from different perspectives that I think will be really interesting. I think that's a real tough one. Um, And I think when people are asked by bosses uh, in the workplace to do more, you know, you're getting a promotion, (laughs) you're getting two jobs for the price of one, you know, (laughs) like, and and there's that fear of saying no or setting a boundary of like, I'm sorry, I'm not available to have a meeting at 7 p.m. at night because I have children, you know, like, you know, not being able to say no. Although I think since the pandemic, there's a little bit of a shift in the power dynamic a little bit. um, But I still think there's some of that. So what do you think? What are what are some things you see people struggle with? You know, it's it's kind of, it's a little bit of a different answer to this question. Um, but I guess is especially like you said, with the pandemic, I think for me, I've been kind of trying to do a check in of what boundaries I have in place because I feel like I'm someone who has some pretty firm boundaries and kind of dissecting why they're why they're there and that it's just as important to have the boundary or say no to something as it is to understand why <laughs> and why is it, is it still really needed is that still something that i mm-hmm. can't do is am, am i just afraid of this situation or am i you know is it just because it's been my routine to not do these things mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. is it would it be more valuable to try this thing or do this thing or go this place but I definitely think you're right with money and I'm really excited for us to talk about that on the podcast because I think it's something we haven't really hasn't really come into play mm-hmm. yet and I think it affects money a lot affects of people in a everyone. lot of different ways in different ways yeah absolutely yeah. there's people that have the money and maybe they have a lot of people co- if you if you have a lot of money you have a lot of people asking for favors asking for things expecting you to be the person that's buying dinner every time you mm-hmm. go somewhere mm-hmm. and then there's also the boundaries of you know like you said before deciding What's what do I actually need? What do I want? How much have I actually spent on this Mm -hmm. thing all month? If you Mm -hmm. really are looking into it, it might be shocking to you. Mm -hmm. There's no way I'd spend more than $100 on groceries for our for my apartment or whatever. And then you're like, I've spent $752 on food with Uber Eats and groceries and going out with my friends, you know, so I think it's really important with with money to kind of have a time that you're putting out either monthly or quarterly or every year to decide what are those what do those no's need to be Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's a really tough one and definitely kids but i don't that doesn't pertain to everyone i think like we've said family but more so family just loved ones anyone you love in relationships it's hard to say no yeah you don't want to hurt people's feelings you want to be there for them um yeah you know, my my best friend, who people have heard before, Jennifer Stringer, mm-hmm. you know, we've had a really busy year, each of us in our different ways. And, and like the other, I think it was last week, I texted, I was like, hello, I miss you. I haven't seen you forever. <laughs> and um, so we, you know, we're really, it's really difficult for us to spend time with each other. And, um, you know, 
we want to get together and each of us are like, well, I can't now, but you know, so we, we're having to find other ways to spend time. So like if I'm in the car going from one meeting to another, I'll call oh. her. Um, but you know, it's, it's just, it's hard when you, you know, it's hard to do everything. You can't do everything <laughs> and it's, you know, yeah. The, the lie we've been told. Yeah, you can't so do it all. Long. And multitasking is a myth. So, <laughs> no, how about you? Do you have any, what do you think people struggle with saying no about? Um, I think lots of boundaries are are hard to set when you feel that there's an expectation yeah. on you. So whatever that expectation comes from, like you guys are saying, like, you know, your family expects you to so-and-so, your friends expect you to buy dinner, you know, society yeah. expects you to be cooking food for yeah, your yeah. partner every night like whatever it is i think that's sort of at least that's where i struggle the most with like being self-aware and yeah thinking about what's actually uh best for me so right yeah i think it's sort of surrounding those hot common spots. common ground for everybody yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah well those are some great questions yeah man I got some heavy ones. First time round. <laughs> no, we have to go to our we have to go to our resources right. to yeah. answer some of them. Yeah. The expert. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. If you have more questions, keep them coming. Um, we'll sporadically do these. We might tag them on to the end of some podcast. We don't know. We'll figure it out as we go along. Um, you can reach us on our website, hardnopodcast.com. You can. Message us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook. Thanks so much for listening so far this season and for contributing to this episode. And we love you guys. So yeah. thanks for joining us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Got questions or a boundary setting success story or flop? It's easy to get in touch with us. Send an email through our website, hardnopodcast.com. DM us on social, we're at Hard No Podcast, or leave a message at 216-370-3410. We'll be featuring some of our favorite questions and messages in future mailbag episodes, so get in touch. You can find show notes and a transcript of today's episode on our website, hardnopodcast.com. Make sure to like and subscribe on your favorite listening platform so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you liked what you heard, please give us a rating and review, especially on Apple, so others can find us too. That's a Hard No is a production of Clever Girl Marketing, my strategic marketing agency based here in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio. You can learn all about us at clevergirlmarketing.com. It's written by me, Heather Drago, and our amazing marketing and production coordinator, Mara Del Rosario. Production support, Evergreen Podcast, Noah Fouts, producer and editor extraordinaire. Our awesome new rock anthem was written by Noah and performed by his band, The Big Leagues. I love it so much. Thank you, Noah. Shout out to Jake Donnelly, the videographer and photographer who's the creative force behind our YouTube videos. You demand, Jake. You can find him at rjdonnelly.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. And remember, saying no isn't just okay. Saying no is the key to living an authentic, fulfilling life. So do it. Find your no and say it unapologetically. That's a hard no! Uh, Are we recording this? Yeah, of course! <laughs> do not include this, Jake. Jake. Cut this whole Jake, part none of this out. was scripted or planned. Yeah, please. <laughs> Although I would like a very... Like an Easter egg clip at the end yeah. of just more giggling. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> uncontrollably. I want this uh, at the end. Oh, God. I hate my laugh. And then we'll put it on social media, too. Yeah. It'll, be good. It'll be good. Yay. Your favorite. We'll send it to your mother-in-law. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sarah, and I want to tell you about my podcast called Can I offer you some feedback? I'm a business consultant and executive coach with over 20 years experience in change management, leadership development, and naturally providing feedback to high performers. My podcast is for those of you who have a complicated relationship with feedback, whether giving, receiving, avoiding, or seeking. Feedback is essential for our development. In each episode, you'll hear from real people across industries with their ideas, perspectives, and best practices on feedback. I'll also be sharing business bites with you, simple explanations of organizational tools, management techniques, and leadership philosophies that will help you and your businesses thrive. You can listen to Can I Offer You Some Feedback on your favorite podcast app or learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com.